Hey everybody, welcome to the Faith Church Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jay Williams, and joining me today is Robert Otis Helene. Thanks for listening, everybody. Glad that you're with us. We are glad that you're with us today, and we have a deadline today, so we have to move, Robbie. We do. We gotta. We gotta. We are gonna, gonna do the at a, first a good clip. Yeah. So the for the first time ever, we are going to skip the tomfoolery, the ballyhoo, the falderall, the falderall. I don't even know what that is. Is that a medication? <laughs> it does. You don't want to know the <clears throat> potential side okay. effects. Potential side effects, rambling about nonsense. That's that's what it is. So this week you are going you oh no, this the past week you preached about prayer. I had a moment, by the way, when I didn't see you at when the worship was when the music was done at the beginning, and normally whoever's preaching walks up there. I had a moment where I didn't see you and I thought, wait, was Robbie preaching this weekend? <laughs> Oh, oh, what a horrible feeling. Yeah, it was a split second. Am I had to... I supposed to be preaching right now? Well, because that, I mean, that did happen one time with Jeff where it, it was like caught on Thursday, where but it was that we both thought we were preaching this week, the right. weekend. We have had the, I, we, I erroneously thought I was supposed to preach. We have not had the, oh, I thought you were doing it this week. Right. Yeah, we even though we fly by the seat of our pants quite no. often. We are not so disorganized no. that we don't know whose responsibilities are what. No, I mean, we have a schedule. It's a lovely yeah. spreadsheet. Everybody knows. It's in Planning Center. Like, So I do need to make it clear because I realize sometimes people take me very in very <laughs> literal right. ways or they put themselves in the position. You have to understand, I have the ability, my brain, there's a voice in my brain that has the ability to second guess everything, including my own name or my own very existence. So... <laughs> It's there's nothing that is safe from my. Am I a dream right, right. right now? It's very Jim Carrey. Am I someone else's yeah. dream? Yeah. So I, um, so yeah, physical. I had a moment where I thought, and it, when I say moment, it's probably like five ten seconds of. I was I was invisible for ten yes. seconds. You were behind me. You moved. I you was were across. You, yeah. you were across the worship area. Then you kind of slunk around slinked i'm pretty slinky and and then so i didn't see that not watching you the entire time we're singing <laughs> and then i'm i looked over i'm like huh and there was this pause usually you're pretty like you know when the music ends and you're pretty much on there and you weren't and so there was there's that moment of oh no who's who's preaching isn't he preaching wait was i supposed to preach <laughs> and then i immediately started i got all the way to the point of what would I say? What am I going to do? <laughs> and then you walked up, and I was like, "Oh, right, okay, right." Like, like we've planned and talked about, and uh, you know, Dude, yeah, we are so. we are fascinating creatures, we humans. Yes, we are. Right, we can, in spite of every bit of factual data to the contrary, you can still have that moment of, "Wait a minute, is everything that I thought wrong?" Right, and I'm supposed to be preaching right now. Like that's, yeah. It, we're we're hanging from that thin a thread in every given moment. <laughs> yeah, and if anybody wants to judge me on that, I'm sure you've had moments where you've thought something completely irrational that you had no reason to think. But oh, it they've just had moments. In. They had moments like right now. They're wondering why did they listen to this podcast? Like, did I did I listen did I, I listen to the wrong reason. podcast? When I started, there was, was a reason that I wanted to. Is this a helpful? Po- is this the wrong one? Did also, I, this is us not starting with tomfoolery. Right. This is us not starting okay. with tomfoolery. So you preached on prayer. Well, not really on prayer. 
You talked about prayer. We Sorry. touched on prayer. Yeah, you touched on prayer. That that's a that's a you talked we started about, with prayr, much like the apostles. Did. Right. Okay. So right. There. So see, I'm already messed up here. So so you preached on relevance of the apostles. So you're talking about the apostles, and I thought yeah. it was it's really a fascinating idea to think about all of those apostles and how the vast majority of them are never never mentioned again and it would be a mistake to think that's because they didn't do anything correct it's not like nine of them just said all right well nuts to this i'm gonna go right (laughs) i'm gonna start a homestead and go live in a van they they actually did go and spread the gospel and and i love that you touched on like india and you know we don't know exactly how the gospel spread in every area. So one that was a um, was a really great reminder that we don't hear about all the incredible things that happen in the name of the gospel. No, I mean today, yesterday, five hundred years ago. So we talk about the Reformation, and you know during that time, there's some faithful monk who loved Jesus and loved the Word and started, you know, it was sharing the gospel and seeing people come to Jesus that nobody has ever heard of. Right. And there and and we know it because the fruit of it is there. So we don't know, we don't have a story in Acts about who went to India, but to your point, like somebody did and right. somebody <laughs> told them. And um so I'm just thinking like man that just gave so much hope to even today thinking about it is so easy in our culture. Like why do you why do you think it is in the church? Like I understand in the world. So let's talk about significance and relevance for a second here. Okay. Cause I think everybody wants to be significant. Like not everybody, I would say not everybody wants to be in the spotlight. Like not everybody wants to be famous. Certainly not everybody wants to like have all the accolades or whatever, but I think everyone wants their life to matter. Yes. To someone, to someone. Right. And, um, so, it makes sense why in the world people would be chasing significance in in these different ways of like these different worldly ways. But why do you think it's so prevalent in the church? Like in the church, it, it doesn't seem to be any different that we just make hmm. a Christian version of that worldly pursuit. So the person, I mean, like right now you see it on Instagram and social media and everything that the difference between the Instagram influencer who is famous for their pets or their fashion and the Instagram influencer that's famous for being a preacher is like, there's like no difference. Almost zero difference. Right. It's just, they figured out, Oh, I can be famous doing this thing. And I'm not saying that was their intention when they started, but they're, but they quickly, like it quickly goes to that. And then we as Christians, like we sit there and we can point a finger at it and say like, well, that's, you shouldn't want that, and yet I keep going and paying money to go hear them speak or buying their books or doing whatever. Right. Like I, so we we live in a culture where then um, many people who go to church would much rather listen to the celebrity preacher than the pastor that God gave them in their local church. Yeah. So we all contribute to that. Why do you think that is just so normative and like it barely even registers for us? I mean, would you prefer the polite answer or the direct answer? This is a podcast. You go direct. Go direct? Yeah, you, be, you can be... It's just you and me. I won't tell anybody. It's just you, you and me? Yeah. Okay. If, since no one else is going to hear this, I can speak directly. Um, because we don't believe Jesus. right? We don't believe that there is another way to do things. 
we don't we don't believe him that the way to accomplish his ends are different because he has completely different ends we don't understand the upside down kingdom we think his kingdom just like the the apostles did we think his kingdom is supposed to just be a a more jesusy version of what we understand every other kingdom to be and so we think mm. we think being exalted in the kingdom of god is just a jesusy a a polite friendly <laughs> um moral version of every other way that everybody else is exalted and so uh so a christian celebrity it makes doesn't seem weird to us because we think well yeah that's what happens to people who are exalted they get famous and then they get a platform and then they get influence and then we follow them that's what that's what happens but it's just better when that happens to a christian because then we're following them in good things not understanding that what Jesus says is that's not how we operate in the kingdom. That is not how my kingdom functions. And so the fact that they are being elevated in an earthly way is potentially the problem in and of itself. Like, right. And not to say that all influence is inherently evil or all power is no. inherently evil. Um, sometimes God does does do that. And we, and, and so when he does, awesome, you know, you, le you leverage that, but the reality of, of, of trying to pursue that, the idea of thinking like, that's what we're all supposed to attain to. And so then we end up with this skewed version of, I, I look at the Christian celebrity and with the same kind of twisted, uh, envy that, you know, someone else does with any other celebrity and go, well, I'm supposed to be beautiful just like that person, or I'm supposed to, you know, I'd be, I'd be relevant if I looked like them, or if I was famous like them, or if I was rich like them, we end up doing a, sort of the same thing with the Christian celebrity of going, well, if I could preach like them, or mm -hmm. if I could write like them, or if I, um, you know, then, then I would be relevant like them. And, and it's, it's all coming back to those same temptations of like, self-exaltation or even like you said at the beginning like an even more root level of just i want i just want to matter right and and not trusting that the way jesus says i have relevance and i have value is the better way i i just simply go no i want i want this way i want the world's way that makes more sense to me it feels more tangible yeah and and it does it, it it's more tangible and I think we have to, it's, it's one of those reminders that what, <clears throat> excuse me, what makes the most sense to me doesn't, um, isn't necessarily true. Right. <laughs> and that's such a hard thing to wrap your brain around. Right. Of like, well, this is obvious. So for example, well, yeah, that guy has such a great following. Like so many people listen to him because he's so great. Now we know that's not true in a lot of other places. I mean, how many how many bands do you know that are popular that you're like, yeah, they're not, that doesn't mean they're the best musicians. Right. It doesn't mean, it just means that like the, the whole, the culture got a hold of it. Like the people who are, you know, that's, I don't think anybody would say like the, I don't, I mean, this maybe is dangerous. I was thinking if you could arbitrarily or not arbitrarily, if you could systematically determine and mathematically and logically determine who would be the best president of the united states in any given time i would almost guarantee that that person has never been president of the united states right, right. like the person who would be the the best at the job and would you know d 
do it in the way that is most honoring to the country and best you know for our country he, that person's never been elected president let's be honest you got to be a little cracked to pursue that like there's got to be yeah. something a little bit bent in you to go you know who would be best at leading <laughs> the entire free world me, me. yeah me or, or like because of um you know well there's all kinds of reasons why people but they you know they push forward people who can get elected yeah. it's not about like who does the best job and i think um, and same with bands, they they push people forward who can market to right, they can people. Sell not, albums, they yeah. can sell albums, not the best musicians. And I was thinking when you said that about like who is great in the kingdom, and I thought like, this is one of the thoughts that came to my mind. That's so such a, I mean, I think it's real, and it's just funny. It just shows how weird our view is. But you, you can imagine the most famous Christian you know right now, or you know whoever you want to, you know put out there i'm trying to even think like you could say you know john piper or somebody that everybody like people would want to meet and want to spend time with that in heaven john piper or francis chan or um any of these guys these men or women they would be lining up to meet somebody else like there's yep. somebody in heaven that they're going to say i i have to meet this person yes and that person that they want to meet that who is walking the earth today would be someone that you could reach out and you could, if you reached out to them, they would say, why do you want to meet with me? Right. Like the, the most famous part, the greatest in the kingdom from our generation right now has a, probably a totally clear calendar right. and total availability to meet with. And if you imagine like if, like imagine if John Piper um, or somebody like that, um, you know, put out an email and said, Hey, my calendar is totally open over the next month. You want to hang out, grab coffee? You know, let me know. You know, who who wouldn't, I mean, I'd take them up on that. Right. I'd drive over to Minneapolis and say, yeah, let's grab coffee. Um, and that person, the, the greatest in the kingdom who's walking the earth right now, has that kind of availability, and we don't see it. No, that's, yeah. that's what was so striking, in my opinion, of that John Newton quote. Is yeah. The idea of the, like, not just that this person is is lowly, you might say gentle and lowly. Right, you might. in Because they might look an awful lot like Jesus in their demeanor and character and practice and habits. But that that this person would, would basically have no notoriety whatsoever in the world and would also go largely unnoticed by other Christians. Right. Like that was the part that stood out to me is that he acknowledges like most Christians would not... Right would not look at this person as being like particularly influential or, or extraordinary. Um, I, or at least they wouldn't notice them because they're not trying to be noticed. Right. right? They're they're because their goal is not that other people would notice them. Right. Their goal is that they would grow in their intimacy and with Jesus and, and abiding in him. But I, I mean, to your point of like meeting a, a, you know, the famous Christian versus like, I, I've had awkward interactions with celebrities over the course of my life, like random, like at a concert, you meet somebody or whatever. And like those interactions always feel a little bit disappointing, right? <laughs> You're always like, oh, I kind of wish I hadn't met you personally. Or I'm so awkward that I'm like, oh, I really wish I hadn't just interacted with that other right. human being in right. that painfully awkward way. Um, but I don't ever walk away going like, man, that guy just changed my life. Mm-hmm. But I've had conversations with men and women mm -hmm. in a slum in Kenya yeah, or at a 
I shared a story, you know, a couple months ago about a, the the family that I met at the and a in a Indian village working at a home for deaf children. And when they shared their story, like no one is ever going to know this person's name outside of that home for deaf children. Mm-hmm. And I walk away from that experience going, I want to be just like him. Mm-hmm. I want to spend every possible moment that I can with him because he is so Christ-like. He is so exuding yes. joy and peace and love and peace. all the fruit of the spirit are just emanating out of him. I want to be like him. And and he's someone whose name nobody will ever know. Like it's it makes it only makes perfect sense in light of the upside down kingdom. That is that is so true. I mean, I just was as you were saying that I was thinking, what are the interactions in my life with people that just radically changed my life? And not a single. And I've been around, I've been around people. You would think, oh, well, this person, like, man, what was it like to work with this person or to meet this person or whatever? Yeah. And and like nothing against those people at all. Like yeah. I'm not saying they were bad experiences with any of that. But the 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 moments that stand out is people that changed my life are people that nobody nobody would know and um and i think about that now like i think about the greatest in the kingdom when you were preaching that um the first person that popped into my mind was uh our friend nyla i thought Mm -hmm. about i thought about people with physical disabilities who mentally are aware but they can't physically communicate they can't physically move in a way and so the faith right what's going on in a person's mind when no one thinks like you just the significance of the faith that it takes to love jesus in the midst of that when you can't even communicate that to somebody i just think about in the kingdom i totally when you were saying that i imagine john piper like wanting to go and talk to Nyla and say, tell me about mm. your faith. Like, tell mm. me about how Jesus met you in that when you Dude, couldn't I do anything. That. I, that's what pictured my mind. I got like, I was, I was getting a little emotional thinking about that, but I was thinking, um, like if we could just grasp that. And that's, right. that's really the thing, man. When you look through acts and we keep pounding this rock of, they were just regular people. And if I think, I think one of the things that would transform the world and our community is if we truly believed that small things became big things. If we truly yeah. believed that my act of faithful obedience in this interaction with this person that no one will ever see that it matters in the kingdom and that it could be the it could be the cornerstone of revival. You can read any missionary biography you want to and if you do a kind of an an autopsy or do like a, a, I guess it wouldn't be an autopsy. What is it when things go well? <laughs> an <laughs> you know, analysis? An analysis, uh, I guess. Yeah. And you trace a, back. A case study? You know, and you say like, where was, what was the moment? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, the, I, I think it would, I mean, it would be a small thing that in the moment they probably, they would not have recognized it as mm. the thing, you know? Uh, we'll talk about this later in Acts, but there's this idea of the person of peace. And we'll, we'll, you know, so here's a little preview when we do get to that. But they, you know, this idea 
Well, no, in Luke, um, when they send out, Jesus talks about the, 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 the person of peace. Like you give peace and then peace, you know, if peace returns to you. Yeah. Well, this idea of the person of peace became very big in church planting circles. And, right. and it got translated into find the influential person. Exactly. Yep. So if you go into a community, find the person that makes things happen. Find that person. That's your person of peace. If you win them over, then they'll win everybody over. Yeah. When you go back and look at that passage when Jesus is talking about that, that is not what he's it's saying like the at opposite all. Of right. what he he's saying, saying you'll give peace and whoever with it returns to you, it's yeah. very much like the Good Samaritan. Like who is my yes. neighbor? The one you're a neighbor to. Who's right. the person of peace? The one that returns peace to you. Yeah. And it may be someone that seems very unassuming, but that's that's who that's who's going to be like so stay with them and invest in them. And I think Part of the reason he has to say that is because it may not have been a person that they would expect. Like, oh, that guy? That's the right. house we're staying in? Okay, well, I guess because right. we gave offered peace and they returned it to us. Um, we just can't get away from that. But, man, if we could, if we if we could, I just think, like, man, no wonder the church could, is just this unstoppable force. Hmm. Um Because you're not, you're not tied to what the world sees as valuable or relevant. So... Anyway, so that was one of the things. Yeah, then you don't get credit. Well, that's true. Yeah, you do one day. You do see, and that and that's, that's the thing. Like I, I, I want, I want my instant gratification. I want you to tell me now that I did a great job and I'm awesome at this. I am. It is difficult right. to delay that gratification and say, even if your response is "I hate you" and you're the worst, to know. But if I was following jesus example and i and i did what was commanded and i did so in a loving and compassionate and kind and gentle way right. that he promises i saw you i mm. saw that and i mm -hmm. will reward that and yeah. i just i choose you know i want the i want the one marshmallow now instead of the five marshmallows at the end of the test right like i'm the i'm the kid who's like nope give me the give me the worst thing right now because a worse thing instantly is better than the best thing that I have to wait for. You know what I think we don't use enough? What's Obscure that? psychological experiment references. Well, that's why I'm trying to work them in every like weekend. It. Like it. Next year you're bringing in a fluffy bunny and like um that is that was such a deep cut the that deep only cut? psych uh, yeah, only psych majors would have caught that right there. So if you're I a mean, psych I major I feel like the Albert idea of one bunny? marshmallow now versus more oh, yeah, later. Yeah. That's, I was pretty, about that's basic enough. You probably couldn't grab Albert, it. Albert's bunny. Yeah, don't look that up. It's terrible. Mm. It was that was what changed ethics and psychology. Um, that's fun. Yeah. So different anyway, podcast. Yeah, different podcast. Different thing. Um, yeah. What were we talking about? Bunnies, marshmallows. Oh, the Delayed reward. So you know, um, the yeah that that idea and and it's not that we don't appreciate. This can make us when we talk about getting our reward later. That can make us so weird and awkward around each other. Like we can feel weird about yeah. saying, "Hey, great sermon on Sunday," because we're like, oh, "I'm stealing your your reward right. in heaven." No, you that's know? called and, encouragement. Please right. keep doing that. Yeah, and it's great. And then I feel weird if someone gives that to me. Like, oh, if I accept that, like, is that in? Yeah. Someone it, compliments you, say thank you. Right. And and I was thinking about like, okay, well, what is? how do you do that? And, and what is it, what should it feel like? And I was thinking, you know, there's nobody, there's nobody on earth. There's no human opinion that matters more to me than my wife. Like she can, if, if Lauren says, if she, Lauren tells me it was a good sermon, I can get a hundred people telling me like, meh, wasn't your best. Can't hit, can't be home runs every time. <laughs> like some of those things. Um, and I'll be like, okay, 
you know, because because yeah. Lauren um, Lauren knows me so well and knows like knows my heart, and she can tell it just matters more. And I think that's the posture of like, and I've gotten to the place where when I sit down after preaching a sermon, it's a moment between me and Jesus where I basically am just saying, I hope I was trying to be faithful. Yeah. And all I want is his response of you did good. You know, like it's not like you super sorry, you were faithful. Yeah. And I will, I'll use this. And if I get that, if I feel that, then nothing else everything else even lauren's opinion pales in comparison to that and i think that's what it is like seeking that like feeling so much joy and contentment from hearing well done from the holy spirit that that it it that's the thing i pursue that's the thing i want more than anything um and seeing that as yeah. the better thing. It's the right? Be- right. far too often in the church we you know, you can read that in a book or you can even see that in right. scripture and and Paul saying like if I was still try- about the business of pleasing man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Right. And we go, Okay, so obviously serving Christ is better than getting compliments from men. But when we oftentimes we hear that and it still feels like okay, I'll sacrifice and settle for the lesser thing right. of only receiving God's affirmation and not from man and, and not seeing that as that's God's affirmation. That is so much better than some chump coming up to me and being like, that was the worst or that was the best. Like, I I wish you preached every weekend. You're way better than Jay. The creator God of the universe says, I can, I'm, I'm going to use that. Like that. Okay, is but better. immeasurably better. So why does yeah. it feel like I'm okay? I'll sacrifice and settle for the worst option of only God's affirmation. Right. Not only better, but also the other thing we do with it is we think it's only like okay, one day you'll be appreciated right. for this in the kingdom. Like now. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you that my story of of preaching. I've shared this, I think, before um, in, in pieces. But um, I started preaching when I was 14. Which I had no business. Pre- like I, I'm so glad they didn't record things. It was horrible. But I was a kid, and how, what do you think a church's response? You know, a church of a hundred yeah. people in rural Iowa. What's their response when a 14 year old gets up there and preaches a sermon? Oh, it's so cute. It's so great. Oh, they're just they're just so happy. Like it could be the worst sermon ever, right? And they're, but they're just you know so happy. And I fed off that man. Like. I fed off that. I still remember the first time I preached a sermon where I didn't get that response. And it took a while for me to realize, oh, that's because they actually expected something. Mm. You know, I was like 18 or 19 mm. and I looked like a young man. And now they're expecting me to preach like a young man, not like a boy. Right. And, um, and man, it just crippled. And so then I started dealing with like, I needed people's affirmation. I needed them to tell me it was good. Otherwise, like I felt like it was horrible and I would, you know, all kinds of like just bad places. And, but then I got to a place where I didn't want the affirmation either because then I felt like that was feeding my ego. And so I was just miserable. Like basically after every time I preached, mm-hmm. I was just miserable. And what rescued me out of that was not the hope that one day Jesus would tell me, well done, good and faithful service servant, even though that is a great thing. And I'm yes. hoping for that one yes. day. But what rescued me out of that cycle was when I realized he will tell me that now. Yeah. Or he'll convict me lovingly right now. Like right. there have been after sermons where, where there, the Holy Spirit has basically said the equivalent of, 
I love you. Let's do better. That wasn't right. <laughs> you were, you, <clears throat> you tried to get a laugh there and I didn't, that that's not, or you, yeah. you were looking for approval in that. Like you, um, and, and let's, let's put that to death, but I'm, I'm with you and we're going to, we're going to do this. And then there are other times where I'm just like spent and it's, but it's, it's better now. That's why I guess that's the rambling way of saying yeah. it's, it's, it's better. It's better in the future. It's better in the fact that it will last for all eternity. Hmm. And it's better in the fact that it's just better right now. It brings yeah. peace yes. and joy and encouragement to continue and persevere and all the different things that we want to do in faithfulness. Like the Holy Spirit gives us that to us uh, right now. So, yeah, I hmm. That significance thing. I thought it was really good, by the way, too, that you said um, you differentiated between value and relevance. Hmm. You know, I think that's important that we understand. So so to the point of when I sit down after what I think is what, what I feel convicted of, when I feel convicted of something in the sermon there, I'm like, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't great. Yeah. Um, I know my value doesn't change. Right. Even at my absolute worst, when I am walking in total rebellion right. and I am functionally of zero relevance to the kingdom of right. God, if if not negative relevance, I'm working against it, I I am still valuable in the eyes of my creator. My value does not change. Um, and, and oftentimes those things get wrapped up, right? Certainly from the earthly standpoint, like constantly from the earthly standpoint is I believe if I'd, if I'm not relevant to others then i'm not valuable to others it's my worth right. as a as a person as a human my identity that gets wrapped up in that and so it's important to keep those i think essential to keep those things distinct just for my own mm -hmm. mental emotional spiritual health and then and then on top of that say um so like like both from an en encouragement standpoint and also from a conviction standpoint sometimes i need to i need to say like eh, i've been resting a little bit too much in my identity in Christ and not actually putting any effort toward my relevance to the kingdom. <laughs> right. Like those, those are distinct. Yeah. And I want to, I want to make sure that I'm, I am acting as a good and faithful servant, not exclusively like resting in the comfort of, I am, I am a dearly and deeply loved son of the king of the universe. Like then that relevance flows out of that. Like I can't right. be, I can't do the relevance part if I don't have that, that value and identity piece. Um, but, but they are distinct. That's a good, that's a really good distinction because we can fall into those ditches. We can fall into the common ditch of trying to earn my value, prove my value, my yes. worth by my relevance, by what I can do for the kingdom. But that other ditch is just as dangerous that I, because, because there's nothing I can do for God to love me anymore, then I don't, I don't need to do anything. I don't care about relevance in the kingdom. That actually reveals that you don't believe what, what Jesus says about the yeah. kingdom yeah. and that's a dangerous thing. So, um, so yeah, to, to separate those and to remember that those are distinct is critical. And one of the things that that means, one of the huge good pieces of news or pieces of news that is great, uh, whatever <laughs> it's wonderful news is that what that means God doesn't hold a grudge. He doesn't like, you don't have to make things up with him. Like you can start now. If you, if you feel like, man, I heard that and I know, like I've been kind of lazy in my relevance for the kingdom. Yeah. Well, you're, it's the prodigal son situation. It's, it doesn't, 
God's response to you, if you say you could, you could have um, kind of not done anything over the last like 10 years and all of a sudden said, holy cow, I have not been living for the kingdom and say, God, here I am. Use me. His response is going to be great. Let's get after it. Let's get. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to be like, okay, well, you're going to start by doing this really low, meaningless job. I'm going to first make test you by seeing if you'll do. And now he will do that with things that the world sees as meaningless, potentially. Yes. Like to be faithful with small things as the world sees them, but there are no small things in the kingdom. Right. That's, that's the, that's the joke of the whole thing. Right. That's the, turns out when we say small things become big things, it's because in the kingdom, there are no small things. Right. Like all acts of faith are big. And it's, and it's the, the quote unquote small thing, like sharing the gospel with your neighbor that then becomes the big thing of that neighbor becomes somebody who shares the gospel with 50 other people who become overseas right. missionaries who change cultures. We're like, you, you have no idea. Like it's not, you do this small thing and then I'll make you a famous celebrity, right? right. It's no. you do this small thing and then watch what I can accomplish in my kingdom as a result of it. Like that, that idea of whether it was Thomas or not, whoever made it to India in the first century. Right. Probably dies going, all right, God, I hope you can do something with this. And 2,000 years later, this clown goes walking into some village in India, and by this clown, I'm pointing at me, and meets the 80th generation of that that faithful believer's activity. Like, that is a big thing. And... And we just we underestimate like those those small acts of of uh, what again what seem small acts of prayer yeah acts of service acts of these 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 acts of obedience that we do when when we actually do what Jesus says to do this and we do that and and do we I keep coming back to the idea of do we do we believe that Jesus means what he says and says what he means and, and I I think maybe and we can edit this out in post if this isn't helpful but i i feel like we need to address we've used the term like we don't believe or that phrase right several times and i think it's important to remind our faithful christian listeners that that's that's not a well you're not saved if you're not doing this it's because you didn't because we've kind of boiled down believing Mm. in jesus as this moment of salvation right i believed in jesus and so now i'm a believer so the the issue becomes our misunderstanding that that believing and not believing is simply the entry point of Christianity and not understanding that that is the daily work right. of the follower of Jesus, that every day I am choosing to believe or not believe his promises, not just that he exists or that he died on the cross for me, but but do I believe that what he said is true and that his way is better and which is why you see in scripture that it's completely legitimate to pray, I believe, please help me with my unbelief. That is completely legitimate for Peter to to warn the church, to urge and encourage the church as believers pursue these things. If you're not pursuing these things, it's because you have forgotten the gospel. He's not saying it's because you're not saved. He's just saying you're not believing what is true right now. And so that... I think it's important for us to remind one another that that when we say it's because you're not believing Jesus right now, we're not saying oh, it's because you're not saved. We're saying right. you're not in this moment believing what 
factually is you're not trusting the spreadsheet and planning center that says you're not preaching this morning. That thing in your head goes, wait a minute, and you think an irrational and disconnected thought that is not based on all of the facts that you have in front of you. Right. And and that is what we mean when we say you're not believing that. Right. And we also don't mean just an intellectual agreement. Like it's not just an intellectual right. agreement with the statement. It is realizing that my belief is my beliefs are what um, produce my actions always. So if you have a job, the reason you go to that job every day is because you believe that every two weeks or once a month, you're going to receive a paycheck or a deposit in your account for, for money. If you didn't believe that, if you really deep down thought, eh, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to get paid, then you're probably not going to your job. Um, now there may be somebody who'd say like, no, I'd yeah. still go, I'd, I'd do this for nothing. Whenever somebody says that, I'm like, all right, let's try it. Like go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you might do something similar for nothing if you didn't, but if you're, um, but we, we, we stop at a red light because we believe that if I don't, I'm going to get hit in the intersection. Like if you, I mean, obviously that happens. People will stop at a red light and then they run it when you're at, I mean, people have been out in the middle of nowhere at the one blinking red or, or the one red light or whatever. And you're just like, there's nobody here. And this light is not turning. Um, there's a belief system in anything that, that demonstrates like it's demonstrated. I, what I say, I believe is not as powerful as how I respond and how I act out of my beliefs. Um, and, and that's when we're talking about belief, like that's what we're saying is saying like, okay, well, I don't, if I really did believe this and that's where you get that idea of we believe help our unbelief that we are constantly this mixture of belief and unbelief. And we have to be able to diagnose that and say like, okay, well, the reason I wanted that praise from that person more than I wanted this from Jesus is, um, is because I don't, I'm not fully believing that. I believe it partially. Yeah. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying that I just completely disbelieve it, you know, or like no, I think it, you know that intellectually like it could be just a disconnect of my head and my heart. It could be it could be just a partial thing of just fear and other things that are coming in that are making me doubt it, which we've all had that. You know, like I there are all kinds of times where I believe something um, but fear will come in and yeah. make me question or yeah. doubt like, ah, is that really like, am I, am I sure about that? Um, those kinds of things all happen. We're always this mixture. And I think a huge part of this is just being humble to acknowledge that. That's right. And to not feel like I have to put on airs to say, oh, I never doubt. And I always, this is what I always do. Like, well, no, it's not. Right. I promise right. you, if you're sitting here listening to this, be like, right, that's what I always tell everyone, and that's how I lived my whole life. No, it isn't. It's a super unhelpful lie, because yeah, all it does really, is yeah. prevent you from actually ever right. growing in that. Right, because if you have to protect that kind of posture of like, I well, I always act with the kingdom in mind, well, then the only way you can say that is if you redefine what that means. Yeah. Like, you have to lower the bar then. Because no, there is no, Jesus is the only one who has lived 100% of the time with the kingdom in mind, fully believing the promises of the Father. Nobody else has. So if you find yourself in a situation where you say like, no, I do that all the time, well, then you have, you have redefined and lowered the bar Mm -hmm. of what that is, um, what it actually means to live like that. And it's not meant, it's, it's not the Holy Spirit saying, 
like, well, you're still not there, still not good enough. It's the promise of more. It's yeah. like it's like you've opened up eight Christmas presents on Christmas morning, and you're like, hey, if you open this closet, there's like ten more in here. Right. Like, hey, there's five more over here. And if you just sat there and you're like, no, I have opened up all the presents. I've gotten them all. You're like, come on. No, you haven't. There's right. more. Um, it's not a, a shaming thing or a, you know, it's a it's a promise of something even better. And um, I just think, man, it's just so good, like, thinking about that. And one of the things that um, I think the, the last thing that I was thinking about that was really encouraging to me was you mentioned – that there are people who are pursuing this relevance. So there are definitely yeah. people we, we know, you know, some of us listening to this podcast are people who are driven by like, I want significance. And so maybe we're realizing, maybe you're realizing I, I'm pursuing that in different worldly means or in a Christian flavored version of, yeah. of that. But then you pointed out too, that there are people who gave up on that a long time ago. There are people who have said like, I'll never I'll never live a value, a life of significance. Like the best yeah. I can hope for is to survive. And I, um, and I know people that are in that situation who just feel like they have nothing to offer. They have nothing to like their, they, their life has become such a, maybe a mess or not what they mm. had hoped it would be, or they just have been kind of beaten down. Um, and what I thought was, man, this news, like this idea that the kingdom that there that we have a this this mission and what significance in the kingdom looks like is just incredibly good news to both of those people. Yeah. Because to the person who is chasing significance through worldly means, they know how fleeting that is and to say like no you have something better. Like it's not it's not just like hey give that up and sacrifice that, you know, for the good of the kingdom. It's like no, you're you the, all that you were chasing, you can find that in Christ. Like He offers you yeah. more than ev- everything that you've been chasing after. Yeah. And to the person who feels like they have no value or worth in the kingdom, to realize, like, no, you actually you have incredible value and incredible potential, and that all that those small acts of faithfulness are the things that are big in the kingdom. And so, um, it actually, you know, in a in a very um, just a clever twist in the upside down kingdom, the very fact that you feel that way actually puts you in the position to be the greatest right. in the kingdom. Right. Like, like the less, the less natural ability you right. think you have, or the less influence you think you have actually puts you in the inside track in right. this like race because around the track. Blessed are the poor right. in spirit right. and blessed are the meek. And yeah. So I think, so that's incredible news for everybody. So right. I don't know if there was anything else in that that you, um, I just, I thought that was a really great point. Thanks, man. I, uh, I received that compliment received and I'm encouraged compliment. by it. And I'll see your <laughs> compliment. And I'll... I, I, I hope that you guys are encouraged by these conversations. Uh, we, we hope and pray that you find them helpful, fruitful. If they, uh, raise any questions, uh, which I'm sure sometimes are rambling can be either confusing or, helpfully convicting and either way we want to be able to help you and so if we said anything that was confusing to you or if we said anything that is encouraging to you we would love to hear that so please um the the quickest easiest way is you can reach out to us at connect at faithpestigo.com and uh or you can catch one of us on a sunday morning if you're here and uh, we would just love to be able to hear what god is teaching you how he's challenging you and if there's any way at all that we can help you in this process of of delighting in the value that we have in our King Jesus 
and uh, and growing in the glorious relevance that he allows us to participate in in his kingdom. In the meantime, grace and peace to you.